Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to hear from my next guest today, Angela Ebert. Angela and I go way back through our work with crew and we'll kind of hit on that a little bit, but she is so delightful and I know you're going to love hearing from her about her strengths and what they are and how she's been using them, especially in her work lately and all the things she's doing. Welcome, Angela. Thanks, Barbara. It's fun to be here with you. I know. It just makes me smile just to see you and um, just to have this time to chat with you. I think about when we first met, I guess it was when you were first at UT. Is that right? A staff person at UT? What year was that? That I that would have been, let's see, 1996, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was the fall. We had been in Costa Rica for that the first part of that year for eight months. And then we came back and my girls were young. Rachel starting kindergarten. I thought I had all this time in the world, but I remember just how fun it was to be around you and just get to know you a little bit and just see your compassionate heart. That's just what always comes through every time I'm with you, but we'll get into that more. So, well, I'd love for you to tell who you are, where you live, what you do. Okay, great. Well, as you said, I'm Angela Ebert, and I currently live in Orlando, Florida, but I only moved here a year and a half ago from Texas, which is where we met, and that's also where I grew up and where I attended college and where I've lived all of my adult life before now. So I'm married to Gordon, 27 years, and we have three adult children, two who are in Texas and one uh, in South Carolina. But also, I mean, you know this, but I guess for listeners, my husband and I both work on staff with Crew, the a Christian ministry in the campus division. And I specifically work in or on the HR team that serves our crew staff in Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Texas. So I serve as the care coordinator for the 240 staff that are in those six states. So, and there are two aspects to my care role. Uh, There's a proactive aspect or proactive care, such as uh, coaching or providing resources and development opportunities. And then there's a reactive side to my role, such as crisis or building crisis care. Um, But I've done other types of ministry on staff with crew, including with you. I have fond memories of serving students on campus at UT with you and Warren for my first staff assignment and also serving the women in our region or geographical area uh, with you as well for several years, helping our staff moms in particular find and live out their calling in ministry in their current stage of life. So those are, those are some fond memories. We have others too together, but those are fun ones. 
Yes, I know. It's, it is neat, just kind of the history that we've had. And like I said, I, um, I think, like I said, the thing that comes to mind when I think of you is just your just huge warm heart that you have toward everyone that you know. And I'm sure everyone that you know would agree with that of just, um, just your joy, even now as your smile of just that you just love people so well. And that's such a quality to be admired, but just your deep care for people. And I'm excited to hear more about what that looks like in the things that you're doing now. So, well, let's start with what your top five strengths are when you first learned about them and kind of what you've been learning about them, what, what difference that's made or questions you have about any of them. Great. Well, my top five are, and this is the in order, empathy, restorative, developer, connectedness, and intellection. And I learned about them years ago. So I feel like when crew, you know, the ministry that that um, we've worked for, when they were first using the Clifton Strengths to help us understand ourselves and our teams, uh, team interactions and team dynamics better, and I I remember really appreciating the insight that they brought, not only into myself because you know learning about those five strengths and how they how well they fit me, <laughs> um, but also learning about my teammates' strengths and how our strengths were different from each other and, you know, what other people brought and what I brought and how those uh, worked together and supported the teamwork that we were doing together. So, plus I remember really appreciating the premise behind the Strengths Finder framework and approach. So I think I have this right, Barbara, but my understanding was the premise was that we want to ide- identify our talents and strengths, or I think they call them talents or gifts or something like that, um, and strengthen those and use them like a practice using them like a muscle, you know, in order for them to become true strengths versus just limiting ourselves to identifying weak areas to address and work on. So it's not that. I can't identify, you know, areas of challenge and and needed growth, but the idea that, oh, I also have strengths, not just weak areas, but I have strengths. And if I can put some effort and if I can recognize them and put some effort and energy to them, I can really live out of my strengths, not just improving my weaknesses. And I thought that was an awesome concept. Is that, do I have that right? Isn't yeah, that, that's, what that's absolutely right. Yeah. And that, that is what's so different. I think with some, th- there's so many great things that help people understand themselves, but that right. is the, the hallmark of what strength finders is about is like, what's, what's right about you. And let's, like you say, work on that more and use that more. So, yeah. And I, I appreciated that. And maybe some part of the developer in me, right? Like the, I, the part of me that sees potential and maybe only potential <laughs> in mm-hmm. others I'm just really latched onto that. Like, yeah, I like being able to see in myself and in others, their, the, the things that they're bringing that are uh, impacting others positively and impacting the world around them and encourage people to, to run into that, you know, to, to develop that, to, um, to bring what they have. So, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit 
about what, maybe not all of them, but if you want just your strengths, kind of how you see those play out in your life or how, why you thought, oh yeah, this is, this is me for sure. Or, right. um, so like empathy. Okay. Empathy. That's a fun one. So, okay. First of all, when I first understood that that was a strength, I was like, really, this is a strength. Like it's not something you can put on a, you know, a job application or something or, or a, you know, resume or something like that. Oh, I have empathy. Hire me, you know, where I, whereas I felt like some of the other strengths you could do that with, you know, you could say mm-hmm. something like, you know, I don't know, a ranger. I mean, the skills of an arranger are, you can definitely market those, you know? Yeah. Um, but the the more understood what it was, and even again, this is something that the strengths finder points out in the framework is that it's uh, your strengths are often things that you do that you thought everybody did, you know, or mm-hmm. that you you know that that go on and in in you, and you just thought, oh, I, th- I thought everybody did that, you know, right? Um, and so. Empathy is something I, I mean, since I was probably a kid, (laughs) at least, um, in, in middle and high school, I've gotten feedback. I've always been told I'm a good listener and my, my empathy does help me to listen, care, feel with others, um, and sometimes put words to their experiences that they're having trouble coming up with on their own. It's not like finishing people's sentences, uh, but it is like when they're struggling, when they, when they aren't finishing their sentence, cause they can't find the right, right word. I offer that very naturally and it, it's, it's usually the right word, you know? Uh-huh. And um, so I think I find that that is happening a lot. It comes out as my top strength. But also I do find that it, it comes out for me in my relationships and in my professional, like in my role as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, that's, I, I think that's one of, you know, the, the strengths that I find as being, you know, I told you my original response to it, but then, you know, seeing the value of it. I definitely see the value of it. I mean, it is one of my strengths too. Oh, but, I mean, okay. I kind of I felt that too like, oh, I'm not, I'm not just a crybaby is mm-hmm. kind of how I initially thought because, because sometimes- Because what was it? Like, I know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Well, because I tear up. You feel with others. I feel or things. I, um, I cry watch. at, I cry at anything on, in a movie I, I or a say, commercial. Watch something or a commercial and you'd be like, oh, I, I do that. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, this isn't really happening, but it's very hard for me to separate, you know, that out. And so I do the same thing. Well, and this is a little diversion, but, um, we will get into a little more, but just with your expertise with Myers-Briggs to tell a little bit about that, because I feel like it kind of relates to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So Yeah. Getting back to the the strengths, at, you know, having a restorative and developer, I think becoming, you know, when I became a, a certified practitioner of the Myers-Briggs, it was driven by, well, it started with a 360 review. So I had already been using 
the information from the Myers-Briggs is kind of a hobby, you know, with our team. Uh, I, I always gravitate towards, it seems like, I always gravitate towards opportunities that where I can be, I can create an environment or an interaction that helps people, uh, you know, develop personally or professionally. So growth opportunities, basically. And I I find that I do that. I, I just gravitate towards those. And so, and some of that is developer related, right? Like some of it is from, you know, championing these opportunities for others to mature and grow and flourish. And some of that is from my restorative, I think. So yeah, what explain yeah. restorative because probably a, some people that aren't familiar with um, Clifton Strengths, they're like, what is restorative? Right. It's kind of a confusing one, I think, for people. Yeah. Well, I'll explain what I understand and then you can, you know, affirm or deny what I say, <laughs> but uh, restorative, my understanding is you are energized by the opportunity to fix something. So that something could be uh, a car or it could be relationships or it could be systems and processes, um, depending on your, your other strengths that it, it might, you know, you might fit into one of those categories more than another. In my, what I found it to be true for, for me, the restorative does work with my other strengths. And I do have an ability to be able to identify and get to the root of someone's challenge or issue or needed growth area or relational, not, not by by myself. I do it in conjunction with a person, but Mm -hmm. I'm able to, to do that. And then I'm using some of the language from, uh, the material, but I'm also able to repurpose or reinvent tools to help and support the person or team or, sometimes a, a process or system that is that needs some adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm able to repurpose things to, I, I don't want to say fix them because that sounds so short for what you're actually doing, but like to help them to set them up well and to, to bring them into, and maybe this is developer related, but bring them into their greater potential. So, and I just, I do get energized by the opportunity to, restore or revive, whether that's personally, you know, my volunteer opportunities are also in the, in my, my role as well. Mm-hmm. We Myers-Briggs, were, is that what you had asked me about? Well, we were talking about empathy and just how we both have it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like you said, when you have any strength, you think doesn't everybody feel these things deeply or care? And when we've talked about my Myers-Briggs, on one of the parts about it is comparing like your thinking and feeling and mine is all feeling, no thinking. And I told you, I felt kind of like a freak when I look at it. Mm. And so I think just even for me, having knowing empathy is one of my strengths. And when I see it in others too, it's Mm. like, I do, I do see it as a strength and I know it's not a freak. Like, right. 
initially I kind of felt. That is better language, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so you're making a connection between the, the feeling preference Mm -hmm. on the Myers-Briggs and the empathy that you have in your top five. Right. And I would say, yes, that is one of the characteristics or qualities of the feeling preference on the Myers-Briggs. Even if it's not in their top five strengths finder, generally speaking, someone with the feeling preference is going to have um, some natural empathy. Right. What about your, um, you mentioned a little bit about restorative <laughs> and developer. What? Tell me more about connectedness and intellection. What mm-hmm. those mean to you, how you kind of see them in your life. Mm-hmm. So connectedness, and when I first read the description of that, I think I was telling you this at another time, but um, I thought, wow, that sounds a little hippie-ish to me. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's connected. The person, you know, my cereal that I'm eating is, you know, somebody (laughs) harvested the wheat that made that, you know, all of that. And interestingly, before I ever took the strengths finder assessment, my kids (laughs) would tell me, I was a little on the hippie side and I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know if these came together or what. I'll have to ask them about that someday. They also teased me a little bit about being a, what do they call me? A social introvert. So I, they have some observations about me that are, you know, that I, I find interesting, but going back to connectedness, when I, I I wondered, I thought, you know, what what does this really look like in me? I don't know that I relate to this example of the wheat in the field and the people who harvested are connected to me because I'm eating cereal. But um, <laughs> as I held that, which is I think was something you're supposed to do with the assessment, is you you take the pieces and the ones that you're unsure about, you don't just throw them out. You kind of hold them to the side and you consider it you know, over time and you, mm-hmm. you, um, get input from others or, or from your experiences to understand, is this, does this really fit me? And the more I understood, the more I kind of observed my own, uh, ways and the more I read about connectedness. So I would say, you know, doing both of those things, the more I could definitely see that this was high for me. Um, and so certainly in my top five. So the way that I have seen it play out more that that fits me a little better is being able to, for example, and this is some of the language from the material, but purposefully build bridges between disparate ideas and cultures and people, I would say. And so I have... I find that I am able to be intentionally building bridges between parties that are, that seem like they might not be able to build a bridge. Mm -hmm. And I do have that opportunity when I do team building, you know, on, with the Myers-Briggs framework, for example, but I have that opportunity in other places as well personally and in my job. So that's one of them. And another, another way I see it playing out is this very strong value that I have of common humanity. 
it, it's actually a driver for a, a lot of my things either that I get involved with or that I promote or that I, in discussions that, that we have, that there, there is a common, what we share on planet earth <laughs> is a common humanity. And because of that, and because of my faith, you know, my faith also informs these things because we have all been created by God. I just, that levels the playing field, so to speak, uh, in my mind, uh, between people that we are all, we all have value. We all have significance. We all have a contribution our ideas matter, our thoughts matter, our experiences matter. And that it, it, it's not, you know, whether you're the president of the organization or the homeless man on the street, I just feel very strongly that, and I feel like my actions reflect this, but I, I really do. I, it would be important to me that my, that my actions would reflect this, that it doesn't matter who you are. You have, we all have common humanity, common dignity, common value, and should be treated and interacted with as such. So, Yeah, I, I appreciate just that explanation because I do think a lot of people have this strength and maybe I think, especially because you have intellection too, I think you'd give it a lot of thought and, mm. but that makes so much sense, just kind of how you explained it. Mm. How would you say your intellection kind of overlays all of your strengths also? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think of even different times at different meetings we've had, or when maybe you've been had an opportunity to share what you've been learning or struggling with. I just have appreciated just your very, really profound thoughts about whatever is going on. And I feel like just your, just your depth with the Lord. And I don't know, I think that just the time that you spend thinking and processing and learning, it benefits other people. But what what would you say about your intellection? Hmm. Well, thanks, Barbara, for saying that and for, and for making the observation. Um, I, I relate to what we said earlier. Like it, it, you have to be reminded that not everyone is sitting around doing that. And yeah, I I I told you this earlier, but I if I could get paid to sit and think, I. <laughs> would do it. I would totally do it. Uh -huh. I've told, you know, people that before and their response is always like, oh my gosh, that sounds so boring. Um, but it doesn't sound boring to me. So what I kind do, of things do you like to think about? Yes. I just, I like to cook on things a little bit and be, I think because of my other, uh, strengths, I am often, what I'm often doing is solving problems and finding ways forward in growth for others. Mm. So that is, that preoccupies my mind. So I think my restorative and my developer, you know, when I'm cooking on things, I, I cook on a lot of things. Um, I think that in the connectedness that I was just describing, like issues of um, inclusion and diversity really can also, I, I think on those things as well. So th there's, you know, that, that's how I think of intellection is cooking on things. Um, mm -hmm. I remember a friend who also had intellection and understood that not everyone did this. Uh, she was describing a 
she was having ice cream together with her husband who is smart by the way. And it, you know, part of his job is to do theological development within our organization. And so she was just making conversation. She said, what are you thinking about while they're eating ice cream? And he says, "Mm, ice cream. (laughs) And, and she said, no, 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 no. Like, what are you, what are you really thinking about? He said, "Mm, the flavor is good. Like he did (laughs) not know where she was going with this. And I have thought back to that example so many times that that's funny. Really, people just eat ice cream and don't think about something at the same time. Like <laughs> that's funny. So anyway, my husband Warren has intellection, and when I understood that that's one of his strengths and analytical, it made so much sense to me mm-hmm. because, as you know, you've talked with him over the years, and mm-hmm. he loves to have deep conversations, and yes. and he. He has so many thoughts, and so he's mm-hmm. very happy if anyone asks him what he's thinking about because it's a lot. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not usually. I'm kind of more like I'm thinking about what I'm doing in the next hour, like sure. the ice cream person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm curious as you were talking about just intellection. Like, do you feel like these are things like? Like when you were a little girl, do you feel like you were a deep thinker or very empathetic or could you see glimpses of your strengths as you were young? You know, that's a good question. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think, like I said earlier, I, I've always been labeled either nice or a good listener. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that was related to my empathy strength, even as a, a young person. Uh-huh. I, and, and this is part of my story that I've shared with you before. Um, but as a young person, I, at t- times until I, I got to college, was in more of a survival mode uh, because of some. So I had... I had a lot of wonderful, good experiences and there was love in my home growing up, but there was also a toxic environment for me and, you know, coming from a certain source. Um, so there was, it's hard for me to say when I look back, other than the empathy, I, it's hard for me to say because I, I don't think I was living totally out of my strengths. I think I was right. Oftentimes, um, steering clear from what I, you know, trying to stay out, keep a low profile. Yeah. So, well, um, as I think about even getting little glimpses of what your strengths are and having known you, what. Tell me about some of the different roles that you've had. I know it seems like mm-hmm. what you're doing now, it just seems like such an awesome fit for who you are and your strengths. But what do you, what are some things that you've done over the years that you love and you think, wow, this is what I'm made for? Or mm-hmm. do you, are there anything, things that come to mind that you think, oh, I, I really was shining there. I was mm-hmm. using my strengths and look what mm-hmm. happened. I mean, I know maybe just with conflict, resolution and coming alongside people, those aren't maybe the 
things that are on the, <laughs> that you cheer about, but I'm mm-hmm. sure that there have been some s- significant breakthroughs or conversations you've had with people or anyway, what are your thoughts about that? Mm-hmm. So I think when I have thought, when I've been grateful, like deeply grateful for the ways that God has made me or used me in a situation is, um, in some, like in either coaching maybe, or discipleship. Um, so when I say coaching, I, I just mean, um, like coming alongside others in, areas where they might feel stuck, or maybe there's some kind of a disorienting event and someone can, uh, walk through that with them, uh, towards transformational change instead of just bailing, you know, can support them through that, give perspective, give context, um, you know, help, help, a person walk towards change and growth and success. So I, that I feel is, uh, a, some opportunity that I have had, um, on staff and also in my personal life. So (laughs) in my role, but also like with my adult children, sometimes, um, I have had, (laughs) More than one of them call me. Well, they always call me when they have problems, but um, mm-hmm. they I think they call me some other times too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if they have something they're trying to work out, I, I, I specifically, I've had one of my kids text me and say, mom, can I have a coaching appointment? <laughs> well, that's nice. I know. That, my daughters she, have never done that. <laughs> and what she means by that is I have something, you know, problem, I'm stuck and I just need you to coach me, not solve the problem for me, not because it's not what I do. I, I am a firm believer that the other person has all the skills and knowledge and insight that they need in order to solve their own problems. I just um, am in a position of being able to ask it questions, um, you know, b- uh, listen well, and then um, help them come, maybe sometimes give perspective, but help them come to conclusions or next steps that will best fit the situation. And so anyway, so I, I have that opportunity and I feel like that pulls on, on all of those, those strengths. Um, I, a personal definition of coaching. So I recently, uh, have, received a certification in executive coaching through the Townsend Institute. I don't oh, know if that's I should awesome. be Barbara. No, that's but, awesome. But um, uh, in order to support or sharpen these skills, these coaching skills, and um, so they asked us, you know, to kind of come up with our own definition of coaching. And my definition of coaching is walking with someone on their journey to transformative change, bringing structure, a positive relationship and accountability. Mm. I'm pretty, I I do a lot of follow-up even just personally with my kids, but like, you know, in my job as well. So that's the accountability piece. But, um, 
yeah. So anyway, that is, is a, uh, something that I like coaching or mentoring or discipleship. Those are all different from each other, but they also have some, some similarities. And I think I find that that is when I get to use my strengths the most is in those types of, of situations. So, but I also really have enjoyed the team development opportunities that I've been able to do with the Myers-Briggs. And that I think has a lot to do with like the, um, so, so are you ready for kind of a list? Yes. <laughs> of yes. what I enjoy about that? Okay. Yes. I enjoy giving people a, a resource that can promote their personal self-awareness um, and that helps with their being able to live and work with others in an understanding way. So uh, personal self-awareness, but also others' awareness. I, I love giving people a resource that can do that. I think StrengthsFinder is, 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 you know, the same type of thing. Um, I love the aha moments. Mm-hmm. So I think aha moments mean movement, you know, growth, you know, that sort of thing. And so I think that's why I love them both, both, you know, uh, when someone personally has them or when a team has them. Yeah. Uh, I love it when the aha is, oh, you know, when they discover that their preferences are just that preferences. So the Myers-Briggs framework, uh, each of the sets of, they call them dichotomy. So introversion, extroversion is one. Sensing intuition is one dichotomy. Uh, thinking and feeling is the third dichotomy, and then uh, judging and perceiving is the last dichotomy. And on all of those, these are just preferences. They are not the right and wrong way to be. They are preferences. Mm-hmm. And so I love it when someone discovers that and that it's not right or wrong to be introverted or extroverted. Um it's not right or wrong to be flexible in your personal organizational style. Because I think we label these as being right or wrong based on the culture. What is the culture value? I'm different right. from the culture. Therefore, I'm wrong. No, that that is not. These are preferences. And it's, it's you know, it's either your preference or someone else's preference. So I, 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 appreciate, you know, being able to help people see that. Um, and so I love when a person discovers that their teammate is not acting in the way they are because they're just trying to get on your nerves. Like, you know, it's not personal. it, It gets on your nerves because it's the opposite preference, opposite. So yeah, opposites may attract, but they also get on each other's nerves. And so I, I, this is what I like about that framework is that we see them as preferences. I prefer introversion. You prefer extroversion. However, um, and so we're going to do things differently. We're going to plan some things differently. We're going to process differently. Um, but we're not trying to get on each other's nerves. We have opposite ways of doing things. And so sometimes because it's a living difference, it's going to, you know, feel, um, there's going to be a, a, a feeling like, oh, that just bugs me, you know? Right. And um, I think one big thing that I like about 
Myers-Briggs as well as uh, the Strengths Finder is I really love for people to have a common language for understanding themselves and others. Mm-hmm. So it when you have a common language, and that, that's what these frameworks do, they give kind of a common language, then you know, if I say I love and need your arranger skills for this project I'm working on, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we have a common language, you know what I need and you know, and that's your strength and you're bringing it, you know, right. um, similar with the Myers-Briggs, if I say, you know, I think my natural big picture thinking preference is not helping us flesh out the details of this and that we're working on, then the other person and I, if we have the common language, we know what we're talking about and we can identify the tension in working together. And then we can work in a way where we can come alongside each other better because we've identified it and been able to put a word to it. Yeah. So. Like you say, just helping people to have that awareness and understanding about others, because we do just kind of think we're we're how everything should be. (laughs) And that's not true. Yeah. So it is natural. It's natural for us because we're in our own, you know, mind. Uh, We, we think that, oh, this is how, this is how life should be, or this is how people should work. Or so it takes, um, extra effort and I would say patience and I would even say love to, um, get to know another person in the way that they're different from us so that we can, you know, learn to love them better. Well, I love just kind of hearing just the different, like you said, just the insights you've been getting just from using Myers-Briggs with teams. And I know like when we both were kind of starting out using our tools to help people, it was, it was fun and just to come alongside teams and just bring insight. And I think it is encouraging I'm sure you've experienced too with teams to to get those aha moments. And as we know, there's always going to be some differences with people. And hopefully these tools will help a little bit in helping them really understand and give grace to one another and work together more, more effectively. So, well... Angela, is there anything else that comes to your mind or um, even as you think about what it has meant for you to embrace your strengths or if even any two cents you might have for anyone that might have any of your strengths that you have that could be helpful for them? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's good to take time to appreciate the strengths and gifts and talents and things that God has given you uh, to bring to your world and relationships and work. Um I think for some of us, at least, we we spend more time, you know, comparing ourselves to others and finding that we lack or finding that someone has blue or communication and and we wish we did, you know. So I think if we can, a couple of things, we can appreciate the what we bring to them and learn to value that and see the places where, you know, God is blessing others because of our strengths, as well as if we can embrace our limits. So like a phrase that I say (laughs) to myself and sometimes to others, if I think it would be a blessing is, you know, I can't be awesome at everything. 
Like I can't, <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I have limits. I can't be awesome at everything. That's you know? good. I like that. So if we can do that as well, so embrace our limits, but also enjoy what we bring and who we are, then, then offer what we bring and who we are, you know, to the Lord and to others. I think that's, that is a place where I find joy and contentment, you know, um, not, not in a sustained way, but I do, you know, find joy and contentment, um, regularly in, in, you know, being able to embrace my limits, but also enjoy the way God is making me. So, you know, even if connectedness sounds hippie or, you know, <laughs> if, if you, you know, don't understand like empathy, you don't pay somebody for empathy, you know, like even if you view them that way, learn to appreciate them. And, uh, because God has a, a way that he wants to, uh, you know, us to be in the world that will, um, you know, do what is needed for that time, place, relationship, it's, yeah, that's great. Well, and again, I just I just think of so many just fond and meaningful moments over the years with you of just just your presence and just just the depth that you have as you're learning and caring for others and I love thinking about the ways that you're coming alongside people to help them really have growth and see blind spots or just kind of work through things or be all that God wants them to be. So I love just thinking about your amazing impact in the world. I think you're awesome at all the things I know about you. <laughs> you're so fun, Barbara. Um, one last question I'd love to ask you, Angela, what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? So I can think of several things, but the thing that comes immediately to mind is my walks in my neighborhood. So I mentioned that I had moved to Florida recently and in my neighborhood, I can take a walk and I do this on Sunday mornings. I try to take an intentionally slow pace. It's not an exercise walk around my neighborhood. And when I take a walk, I walk by four ponds, which, you know, are retention ponds to the locals. But to me, they're actually really pretty. In the morning, when I go on Sunday mornings in particular, I try to go early, and the water is so still and beautifully reflected of the sky and sunrise colors. And this is a time of uh, communion and intimacy with the Lord for me as well. And so I think because of having recently moved and being an empty nester and 53 years old, like some of those things... Um, have left me feeling a little, I wouldn't say lost, but in need, I would say. And uh, the Lord has met me so meaningfully on those Sunday morning walks. So yeah, those, those bring us out. Well, thank you so much, Angela. This has been so fun and I appreciate just your insights and just getting a glimpse into who you are and just how the Lord is shining his light on you and using you in great ways in other people's lives. So thanks for taking time to be with me on Embrace Your Strengths. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.